0: Hello. This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl.
1: and me, Roger Bell West.
0: And the sun is shining, and spring is definitely here. Uh, we're carrying in our little monastic cells, and I um,
1: point out there are more people out out in the lonely places where I usually walk than there usually are. I mean, I see people when I'm out there. It's horrible.
0: Yeah, well, they have to take their mandated daily exercise, oh, comrade. Otherwise, you know. Uh, that they might get sick and uh, bother the nhs hmm. we hope by uh, wherever you are wherever you're listening to this you're keeping safe and that uh, global uh, civilization collapse hasn't reached you yet we're going to be talking about bigger than global uh, uh, civilizations collapsing
1: yeah uh, not not just ending the world because everybody's done that but what about rebuilding it afterwards
0: yeah uh, and worlds and, and 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 other things as well and an interview and an interview with a friend of the podcast, Dr. Bob. But first of all, let us mention this.
1: Thinking about ending the world and rebuilding it, our friends at the Bundle of Holding are offering quite a lot of Mega Traveller and Traveller: The New Era.
0: Yeah, these were the big events for Traveller back in the nineties. It would have been, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, where they wanted to revise the core system, and they also wanted to revise the the whole background. They felt it would be a liberation to get rid of the Third Imperium.
1: Well, it was but... a it was a huge, sprawling background. To be fair. Um yeah. very very much like trying to read about Garantha at, at about the same era. There is I'll, I'll a a, little a, bit an awful lot of it. It's in dozens of publications, many of which you can't get anymore. True. And so on. I mean, they tried Atlas of, Im- of the Imperium, but that was a that was basically a, a, just a world catalogue. Um mm. so yeah. And as far as the fans were concerned, and I, I was certainly a fan of Traveller at the time, I I was playing it quite a lot. This was a huge error because the third imperium was fun you you could you could stick all sorts of stuff in it yeah and
0: it, it uh well we'll- we'll we'll deal with this in more detail when we talk about after the end gaming um but um this was this was their thing and it it lasted for several years and yeah
1: and um, th- this is this is two separate iterations of traveler in effect yeah uh, mega traveller is all right, there's a civil war going on, the Emperor's been assassinated, there are, you know, four or five credible claimants and twice as many incredible claimants to the yep. throne, in, including the real Strephon, who claims to, claims that the one who was assassinated was his clone, and that's just crazy enough that it might actually be true. And so, I thought it was his robot that got assassinated. Never mind? Oh, oh, no, 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 robots are bad. A, a secret clone would be much more in keeping. All oh, right, <laughs> but, oh, this is another thing. But but anyway, that that's Mega Traveller. It's it's the Civil War. Um, it's yeah. And the the problem is it it makes everything Civil War flavored. Where where in the Third Imperium you can say okay, well yeah, we're on this planet, we're looking for treasure or whatever. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it it demanded a larger scale of uh, of uh, scope or whatever it is of of. Uh,
1: well, that's the thing we may talk about next month. But yeah.
0: Um, of 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 how of of campaign, uh, you couldn't just be the the, the the retired guys pottering around in a secondhand starship, uh, or, or you, at least
1: if you were, you were probably going to end up doing secret missions for somebody.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, but every single bloody week, secret missions for somebody. <laughs> um, and then there is uh, Traveller: The New Era. Let's smash it all! No, hang on though. No, travel of the new era is, is everything has been smashed let's put it back together again
1: yeah fair, fair point that this is two generations later um, yeah
0: uh, there already was and there would be again um an a historical era of uh, of uh, in in traveller's background of um of after the the long darkness and um and bringing civilization back to many worlds um and and there was an iteration of Traveller I can't remember which which came later which went back to that period
1: uh yeah, but, so um well uh, like Traveller which came out I can't remember exactly when but about the same sort of time as this basically said right well you guys do what you like as far as we are concerned we are just continuing the third imperium
0: yeah and, and, and didn't and, do too badly at it,
1: either. And Goethe-Strahler for 4th edition went into deep history and basically was um, shortly after first contact between Earth humans and the, the decaying Villani Empire.
0: Yeah, yes, the, yes the, incre- the incredibly superior and and, and incred- incredibly old and we know everything vilani empire i don't think they would recognize decaying honestly
1: (laughs) well i mean all right i mean you 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 can't get you can't get uh, proper wine anymore but eh, it's just temporarily for the duration of the emergency
0: (laughs) oh yeah all right anyway anyway i i got slightly into mega traveler i never got anywhere with uh traveler the new era um uh, did you
1: ever play any uh i played a certain amount of mega traveler or ran rather uh, basically uh, because i had ongoing stuff happening from previous, previous traveler campaigns yeah. i i had thoughts about a new era game and they never got off the ground and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about those in a bit
0: okay um but this is good this is is good and interesting stuff if you don't have it or if you want to complete your uh collection we should probably also mention uh, the fact that they're currently doing a much newer uh, game, uh, the Cubicle 7 uh, Star Trek Adventures, but we haven't had a chance to look at that. And
1: uh, well, I've, I've had a brief skim. Um, it's a bit... It's a bit narrativist for me, I think, but I haven't tried uh... playing it yet, so I'll give it a trot.
0: All you narrativists out there can take, can take a a the word of a well of a it, true simulationist for this it,
1: it, it's the, it's the way that you could be amazingly good at something but to the help of somebody unskilled will still be more important than making your skill better
0: oh that's an excuse for what's his name wesley uh, thing. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he he has sparkle and, 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 and appeal to teenager points, Or, or I may
1: just be misreading it, so we, we, we may come back to this with profound right, apologies right. once rather, have read it.
0: Rather than slandering them further, we'll go on to our next thing.
1: Thinking about collapsing and rebuilding, hmm. the premise of Traveler: of The New Era, or one particular bit of the premise, intrigued me a lot. The idea that you're you're going out and exploring a setting that you already think you know about, or you know what it used to be like. Yeah, I uh, well, as is often
0: the case with this, this is a a a, 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 a stick uh, which we see more in, in and more in television and what have you. The Reinvention by sequel, um, if you know what I mean. You've got mm-hmm. a popular property, and the creators are fed up with it, or something, or somebody's bought them out, and they want to, they want to do the next generation. They want to do um, well. Trek the next generation
1: is a classic example of this. Yeah, it, um, it, it was uh, what thirty years later. You you couldn't get the original actors uh, anymore. They wanted to make another Trek show. Yeah, so and, and yeah, but uh, on even
0: more uh, Battlestar Galactica. But mm-hmm. the 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 thing is, whenever you do that, you're torn between homage and respect, and carrying on, and wanting to tear it down.
1: Well, I would say that Battlestar Galactica is a slightly different case because in the mm. in the in the case of Traveler New Era and Trek Next Generation yeah, true. which are actually relatively coincident in time, I mean, they're, they're both basically late nineties things, yeah. Um they're saying that old thing happened, it is now yeah. in the past, here is the new thing, but it yeah, we can, we can call back to the old thing. Whereas yeah, yeah. if if um two thousand and four Battlestar Galactica calls back to nineteen eighties Battlestar Galactica yeah uh it it's doing it uh out uh, in a non diegetic way it, it, yes, there is no, there's nobody in the setting who can say I remember the old days when it was like this
0: no no you're quite you're quite right and I should I shouldn't have brought up Metal Star Galactica. the only the uh, the only appearance of the old old universe in the new is I think their theme tune reoccurs once there are
1: uh, 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 character yeah. names and stuff like that
0: yeah but 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 um yeah, I'm right in saying that the new era is, in some way, a criticism of the of the previous of the previous um, iteration. Isn't it the? the...
1: Mm, I'm not sure it was conceived as such. There, there is there is some stuff in there about how the old the old system was, was flabby and decaying, and and we 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 are the, we are the young and macho people who are going out to you know now, now worlds are running themselves, and it sounds yeah. wor- worryingly fascist to my sensibilities. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: the 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 traveller has never had a. Um um a a great respect for democracy or um 20th century um uh uh, ethics and what have you um and it it always has always had a militaristic um tinge which i think comes from its origins about the time of vietnam uh with uh, a universe in which there is always a draft that you are going to get stuck into some sort of career and it's likely to be military if you're not very careful mm-hmm. it, it's softened a bit since but um the, the idea that um uh, there is always a, an imperial service to get into anyway what is the fun in the rebuilding phase because whatever uh it matters to a certain degree if you're taking a pre-existing property and saying this is the basis for all the past of this new era and if you're just creating a generic after the end uh mm. game a generic uh, uh the, the good people at steve jackson games have their own uh post-apocalypse rebuilding uh thing but that's Generic and about
1: um, well, generic but uh, set on Earth. I mean, one, yeah, true. What, what GURPS after the end will, will tell you to do um, is look look at the current setting of the game and then think, mm. okay, well, what, what's going to happen when people can't get food anymore? When the power goes off, all the rest of it. Yeah, um, there was uh, th- this is Traveler after all. There was a procedure, uh, a for, procedure? for for starting with, with a Third Imperium era. Uh, space atlas you know subsector or have a large you want to say yeah. okay here are the things we will do to modify the old worlds to what they're like after the collapse and because of the nature of the collapse um hmm. it 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 involved a uh, sapient computer virus which uh, which, which, which
0: destroyed uh, all interstellar uh, interstellar or, trade or, or at least made
1: it de- desperately unsafe you know sort of ni- yeah. 95% shipping loss rate there isn't going to be any actual trade going on um, but also, most of the high tech is gone. I mean, if if you were in an anti-grav floating city, well, bye bye. Yeah. Uh, if if you were living on an asteroid with, with a computer running your habitat, bye bye. Yeah. Um, and there were very
0: few worlds which were uh, Goldilocks enough, Earth-like enough to uh, to sustain themselves indefinitely
1: well a lot of them uh, you you could live in the short term without protection it just wasn't very good for you hmm. um but the thing is that there's a procedure so uh, it's this procedure is not given to the players well why would they need it so they can they go out and explore and say well okay they, they can discover all right this this was an asteroid habitat this this didn't go well um this other place they they've um, survived but it's now barbaric or dictatorial or
0: whatever, whatever. Yeah.
1: depending depending on just how things go up. And it was it was a new era that invented the technologically elevated dictator terminology as Ooh. as in i've i've got the last platoon of power armor on this planet you've got sticks
0: uh-huh
1: <laughs> i'm king now
0: <laughs> yeah the, the i Otherwise known as I am the Great and Powerful Oz mm-hmm. Inc. Yeah, and
1: uh, and, and I, I find I find that all these contrasts I find appealing, and the idea that you know you, you are coming from somewhere. Um, the, the canonical campaign was the um, Regina uh, Rebuilding Coalition, whatever it was called. Um, oh yeah,
0: the yeah
1: I, I remember. Yeah, they they were good guys. Um, they're, they're, they're good guys with, with, a, with a tendency to smash and grab. I mean, if, if a world is uninhabited, they regard it as ripe for plunder. If a world yeah. is inhabited, they, they regard it as ripe for um, giving the right sort of government to and then bringing it into the coalition. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, that, granted, that... granted, the right sort of government is the one that doesn't sacrifice its citizens to the, to the great god dictator. But... <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: the if you If you're in a hurry to get you know interstellar trade and all that sort of stuff restarted, I was never quite sure how they restarted it, given that the virus was still hanging around.
1: Um, well, basically they, they have an unconvincing narrative uh-huh. uh essentially saying all right, so you 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 have separate rather than networked computers so yeah. so, so you you tell, you tell your jump navigation computer, I want to go from here to here." And that that spits out a ver- a very compact form course, which somebody physically takes and puts into the maneuver drive computer. Oh, I've, I find this unconvincing because if it's compact enough to be usefully carryable, it's going it's going to be incomprehensible to humans. But
0: it, and it, if it's compact enough to if it can do all that, it can be corrupted. I don't see any way that works. Well. Do you? The- the
1: the way I see it would be much more like a bulky human readable form, so so right. that you say you know nav point A is here, nav point B is here. This is where the burns are. This is where the acceleration and turnover are, and th- then then a skilled navigator can look at that and say yes, that seems like a reasonable thing to do, and then then they can put it into the uh, yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, running it through a human being's brain and fingers strikes me as a really desperately bad idea, but.
1: Yeah, but, but a lot of the point of this is, I um, all right, old traveler never really liked robots because they they weren't part of, a big part of the, the golden yeah. age and fifties SF that it was, it was built on. Uh, they had gradually been creeping in and, you know, what a ship's computer could do had been gradually expanding. And I think there's some, some of the point of this was to try to say, okay, right, we, we are telling stories about a setting where the individual people matter. Yeah. And you can 't just have tell the computer to take me to Alpha Centauri yeah i think I
0: think the trouble i i didn 't mind that so much as the fact that they they, they excluded
1: robots from being people, um yeah, well, bychevenness, what can you do? Wait for them to die oh, quite. <laughs> Um... Uh, all right
0: there, is this different from another post? This is a post story um thing it's not a po- as i said before it's not a post generic um past it's a it's a post a very specific mm. type of past i think i think i think th- you can get a little too i think most of the fun in this uh, in this sort of setting is going to be in Im- being an imperialist i mean you are you're being nasty to the centauri centaur i can't remember what the hell they call themselves they had a they had a chained unicorn or maybe an unchained one as their symbol. Oh, it'll come to me. Um, that, that 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 was Regina, wasn't it? That was Regina. Yeah, but you're, you're being you're being uh, um, slightly cynical about them. But they are the good guys. They are the um, they they, are they, they good, would certainly they are argue the that good, they are the necessary guys. They are the well, yeah. They are the they are the nice imperialists. And um, the core of the empire from where it was being rebuilt looked much more like the nasty imperialists, more, more like the, um, uh, or maybe more, more like the European uh, East India companies um, going out and uh, smashing and grabbing and using their technological advantage for um, not very good purposes that that seemed to uh, from what i recall those seemed to be at, at the core of um, of of where the old imperium had its core mm-hmm. um and those were the people b- building up around there that i found a very depressing um a very depressing uh, view of rebuilding the future um it might be more interesting from a narrative point of view to be working for people who are thoroughly ambiguous about what they're going to do with the nice stuff that's been lying around there for centuries
1: yeah um, cert- certainly look, looking at the setup and i think they actually acknowledge this in the books uh the the economy of where you're expected to come from is very much in in we can't really afford this without constant expansion mode Ooh. and they, they are hoping that they will get enough industrial partners to justify the trade and the ships that they that they are trying to
0: operate yeah. and in yeah because they to enable the trade the trade and the ships they are taking remnants of an old uh of the previous civilization and trying to get back up to the stage that civilization had achieved in a hurry because they can't if they can't do it in a hurry they probably can't do it at all
1: yeah um the, the canonical spacecraft of, of this era for me uh, it showed up in quite a lot of the illustrations, is a hybrid. Uh, mm. It's a very high-tech scout ship of the sort that practically every PC group started out with. Yeah. With another lower-tech ship welded on the back of it so that you get the avionics of the scout ship, but a large ship that you can, you can put people on.
0: Ugh. Something about the visual aesthetics of that makes me think I don't want to fly in one.
1: Uh, ah, yeah. well, given that they're three tech levels apart, as I recall, that may be a diff- make, make a difference as well. Uh, but but hey, look up HMS Zubian sometime you, you you can if you're sufficiently determined do a cut and shut on two destroyers.
0: Good grief!
1: <laughs> they started out as Zulu and Nubian, and one of them lost her bow, and the other one lost her stern.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to sell in that either, honestly. But, <laughs> but uh, if you're conscripted, I suppose you have to. They were at least um, of the same class. I think you know it might be interesting to play uh, in a campaign in which you're the colonised and not the colonisers, mm-hmm. in, in which you have your um, yeah. hidden ancient sacred traditions, which, uh, given the, the nature of the, the, of the past of uh, the Traveller Universe, might be psionics or might be almost anything, um, and you're trying to use it uh, to leverage out the, the the incoming East India Company Equivalence and and keep control of your destiny. I think that might be a much more interesting way to, way to play it.
1: Yeah, I mean that the frame that comes to mind for me is you know, basically a economy management game to start with. You know, we, yeah. we we are rebuilding our world. We we are making trade offs and so on. And all of a sudden, there's this noise in the sky.
0: Yeah. Oh crap! Oh. What do we do now? Yes. Quite. But but you do have to. Uh, the GM would have to write in um uh as uh, uh, uh an advantage of some sort. I uh, give it uh, the the guys in the sky may be impressive, but they may be on their last tank of fuel, and have no idea where they're, where they're going to go next. They're, uh well, I they're think a big part of it jump- would be
1: finding out what what your relative advantages are. Yeah, because obviously that's not something they're going to reveal. Well, oh, quite.
0: So, yeah. The, uh...
1: the, the thing that occurred to me, though, is: can you apply this concept to other big settings, such as? Well, the the one that I know best is Infinite Worlds, the GURPS Cross World mm-hmm. setup. Set so, you can picture it. You know, all of a sudden, all your interworld conveyors stop arriving. Possibly they stop. Possibly they even stop leaving. You you mm. are you are stuck wherever you were at the time. And and then uh, something something smashes those worlds. It might be disease. It might be some uh, bizarre spell. You know.
0: I think um I uh, well the trouble is that in the in in infinite worlds it doesn't matter as well. It matters to uh, home world. It matters to home line or whatever they call it. Um. It matters to Centrum. It matters to the big. Uh, the big exploiters of the of the of the isolated worlds ones who who can control the traffic, but i 'm not sure it matters that much to anybody
1: else i think well let us let, try following the same model of saying right, oh, the, 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 this is now there is no cross world travel for a while yeah yeah you know, people 's lengths of careers and the, and then you know now when the campaign starts they're starting to go out again and see how things have changed. So, the first thing that occurs mm. to me, and and this is a thing that comes free with Traveller, is you need a reason to concentrate on this particular world rather than say, oh, well, hell, let's bypass it and go on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, that, it- might, that might be because it's where you've been sent to. Mm. Um, it might be, there might still be some of our people alive there. But it might also be... Uh, and this would, would require changing the setting, but if you 've just reinvented cross world travel then that 's justifiable there perhaps there is only a limited set of worlds that we can reach from a given starting point, so we need this as a staging area to go on to the next set of worlds
0: yeah the inter world drive in infinite worlds is uh, you can go anywhere within a range but if you if like if you make it like traveller and there are jump routes and you can only jump from world A to world B. If you go through World C first, um, yeah, that might that might well work.
1: And this, this is a thing I've played with before, um, trying trying to auto build a network based on, I think it was present day dates and divergence dates. So yeah, you know, worlds which are more similar to each other in both of those will be closer together on the network. Okay, I think it,
0: I think the interest in this is going to be. Um, Discovering, discovering precisely who or what is behind the uh, sudden change in the cosmo- cosmology. Yeah, I mean, if, I think it's it's more interesting if there's a a who rather than a natural force. I think.
1: Mm, well, I think this, this could start with with your with your world of the week. You know. Yeah. B- before we left before the before the collapse happened, this was a world like this. Now, now go and explore it, and that that's the that's. The, the initial inspiration yeah um but I mean the the obvious uh cause for this is the cabal because
0: because they they are powerful and and secretive and they don't know any better
1: and mad yes uh, uh. and the, this this is the thing that it's it's a shame infinite worlds didn't get, didn't get more development in terms of of an actual ongoing campaign because the the tetrapolar setup that I mean okay original infinite worlds in GURPS time travel was just uh, Infinity and Centrum, yeah. But for fourth edition, and this this was in part, I think, because they were aiming to um, make it the common setting that would link all published GURPS worlds. Yeah, introduced as major interworld players, the Cabal and Reich Five, Reich Five being being the Nazi world, obviously. Yeah. Um. And once you bring them in, it it gets more interesting because rather than just saying us infinity cabal, uh, centrum bad you can say well all right us infinity centrum bad cabal also bad maybe maybe we ally with centrum against the cabal for this particular operation or vice versa yeah and, and, and to, to me that just makes things more interesting it's true i i think if yeah the
0: i the centrum isn't so well placed to uh, to handle the irrationality of a world rewrit of a, of a, a multiverse rewritten by the cabal according to the cabal's rules i i, they're, they're I, I, I think
1: a, to stop the cabal being in charge you would have to say that that was what the cabal planned to do but it didn't come out quite that way
0: yeah um you might want to do uh, there there is um an interworld threat um already written into the the setting which is those damn the uh, gotha uh, zombies mm mm-hmm um and they and they can make a there's a, a very very
1: simple solution to that don't nobody go there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah the the problem is that the, that you can't look down from orbit and say hmm, that looks like a gotha world i will avoid it you, and uh you <laughs> yeah. actually have to put people down it's terrible and if they start frothing at the mouth and saying talking about brains you know you've got a problem the who are you being in this campaign? Are you being the the, the successors to Infinity Incorporated, or what are you being?
1: Well, uh, again, if I'm following the Traveller New Era model, then yes, like we're, we're, the PCs are the heroic explorers. Mm. Um, uh, you know, what, what, what has happened to the homeline people who were out on other worlds? You know, so most mostly, they've probably gone native. Um, well, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they might well hold out for the first few years but once they realise, okay, this is not coming back in a hurry. They're going to have to lend their aid to one faction or another.
0: Yeah. And some or, of them will have ma- made themselves god kings.
1: Or on a sufficiently high tech world, they, they may well have just blended in. But, um, but it'll depend on who was there, what resources they had. You know, yeah. the, the, the thousands of tourists on Johnson's Rome, for example. Uh yeah. They're
0: going to they're, they're probably, probably try and take somewhere over if they uh, there's uh, on the other hand, it uh, it depends. on uh, some of them will end up being advisors to the throne, and some of them will end up being very expensive slaves.
1: I think. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, th- this is where picking picking the delay matters. Traveller New Era is specifically made at seventy years on the basis that chances are your old character isn't going to be around anymore, even if they didn't die in the collapse.
0: Chances are your old character is the old geese with no teeth in the cor- in the corner of the uh, tra- of the travelers aid society hostel um uh, telling people about the old days mm. yeah
1: but i i think that was one of the other things that annoyed people at the time that you you here was for the first time with new era <sighs> a, an explicit statement that you you cannot simply continue to run your huge sprawling campaign you've been running since the 1970s there is a gap yeah i uh...
0: I think I think you're gonna get some sort of critic if you try if you were to try and do this, I think the element of criticism of the old ways would actually have to come through because there is a very unlikely setup mm-hmm. in um uh, in Infinite Worlds uh, whereby this private corporation is acting um equal to and in some cases superior to the great powers of homeline. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not any of their fault, they're going to have got kicked in the teeth and taken over by people. And I, I would imagine that uh, the
1: home lines economy would collapse
0: yes. without...
1: Um, even without whatever, whatever sort of smashing comes in, just cutting off the off-world trade will cause yeah. major dislocations.
0: I I I I assume that, and I assume therefore that we we've got a more authoritarian set of governments on uh, on home line, and that utterly irrationally they blame I- Infinity for whatever it was that went wrong, even though that, even though they don't know what it was that went wrong. Well, they, they,
1: they may not be strictly incorrect in this regard. If, if you assume that, in, that cross-world travel was never developed, then whatever happened to cross-world travel wouldn't have had an impact. Uh,
0: yes, I, I told you coming out of the oceans was a bad idea at the time. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, but I, I, what I'm saying is that the, um, you might want to build into the, um, into the, the setting the fact that the people back home don't really trust all these, these weird scientists and, um, and people who claim to be the successors to um, Infinity Incorporated. That's if the successors are allowed anywhere near the project at all, you know. Mm. Hey, for two generations, this has been a theoretical uh, discipline, not anything you could do anything with, People just talked back about the old days and their grants continually got cut and uh, only the bare minimum of mothballing was ever done. And now suddenly the way is open again. Your
1: your department got transferred from physics to theoretical physics to mathematics.
0: And then on to theology. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, I think there would be... I think if if I were I were to do this, I think there would be a tension between the military types who who are officially in charge and the people who actually know what's going on. Mm-hmm.
1: So possibly a, a slightly stargate feel of this is a military project, but we we need we need to get some non-military people in who who know the stuff that we need to know.
0: Yeah. Um. Or even more tension. Uh, between... Maybe something like um, Star Trek Enterprise, where the, there's there's a, a a clash of ethos between the the Vulcan advisors and the uh, uh, and the and the Earth people, and a clash hmm. of a clash of culture as well. But then the organisation gets redefined by the problems it meets whilst it's out there.
1: Yeah. Also, one of the things, I and mean, this is a thing that uh, has come up in Infinite Worlds games I've run before. Yeah. um the an infinity field agent and a centrum field agent have quite a lot more in common with each other in terms of things they know about and things they think about and things they've seen than they yeah. do with their respective bosses That's and true. if if you cut off if you cut them off from contact i i think it will not take very long uh, before they say roll well, right we 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 are the outworlders on on this place we we got we've got to pull together we we have yeah. got more in common with each other than, than with this barbarian horde of you know high victorians
0: <laughs> uh, i i was thinking uh, given that um maybe uh the uh, the return of of uh, of interworld travel doesn't come from either centrum or homeline but they are uh, contacted early and are f- affected by it early maybe one of the um uh, one of the uh, abandoned um uh, colonies or whatever uh, or or one of the places where large numbers of uh, high tech people got stranded maybe they discover the new way through there are other ways between worlds in the basic setting, aren't they? You want to cut them all off.
1: Uh, in in modern GURPS for Infinite Worlds, yes, there, there are. Um, yeah, Benjamin Bathursts. Um, yeah, and
0: there are there there are uh, places where you can walk between worlds. Yeah, and uh, and there are the Bane storms always and every t- every everywhere, um, but
1: but the, these these wa- are not reliable things for the most part. I, there, there are supposedly canonically world walkers who who do this sort of thing on a long-term basis but there isn't much in the way of mechanical support for them i mean yes Mm. yes you can detect where where a portal is from a distance but there's nothing to say how often should portals show up yeah um
0: i'm i if i were writing a an interworld um tv series i'd use something like that rather than the than the high-tech um because it's you know it's prettier and it focuses on the special abilities of your uh, of your uh, lead characters.
1: Yeah, well, particularly if you have somebody who who has uh, by, via Sonic or magic or whatever the what in GURPS is the jumper ability, which which is obviously what you need for this. Um, yeah. That that then says, all right, this this is basically the essential person of this team. We really need not to get them killed. Yeah, Do, does that actually go go as far as? We're we're going to have to leave them behind and get them to come back and pick us up later.
0: I think actually, if you if you're going to write that, then you want everybody to have the ability. But then, on the other hand, I think about sliders and I get depressed about the whole prospect. <laughs> <crossbow. laughs> oh, what a what a good idea of how how dreadfully executed
1: yeah i'd go along with that Uh, another example of uh, this sort of thing um dan simmons the fall of hyperion which Mm -hmm. all right is volume two of a four book series but um in in that the interstellar teleport gates round which civilization has been entirely constructed suddenly stop working hmm this particularly affects the very rich, uh, that there, there, there is somebody who canonically has a bathroom which is basically a floating platform on a water world. Ah, and, if yes. it, and if it shuts down at the wrong moment, you are very naft <laughs> uh, At this moment I'm desperately
0: resisting uh, bringing in the, contemplating the current state of the human race and, West, and uh, modern uh, technological civilization. But because you can get all that at home, <laughs> I feel that there is a, a terrible uh, attraction to after the the fall. I mean, it's a narrative that uh, that we've seen many times in human civilization, and um, we do this from t- time to time. Uh, think so, something build, big is built up, and then it it collapses for reasons that they debate about. Um, for centuries afterwards I think uh thing is I've got the feeling that that the story of one particular world works better as a um as an adventuring um opportunity than uh, than the story of, of the many many worlds that where you only hit a world a week mm mm-hmm. Um, that bringing one world back up and into um, and into contact is, is a heroic venture. And going to one world and discovering its deep, hidden, dark secrets is also enough for an entire campaign. But the way these things tend to get structured, uh, and this is one of the reasons I've never run um, Infinite Worlds, is world of the week and... well, it's
1: interesting you should say that because when I look at uh, infinite worlds and you know the character templates and so on, mm. they do seem to be very much structured for for long term adventures on a small set of worlds yeah um I mean there, there, there's an article by by Phil Masters which was partly inspired by the uh, campaign I ran a few years ago uh of yes all right we really, we clearly need a a frame for a troubleshooting scene that goes to a new world each time. But but that's not well supported with it within the core book. I
0: I I feel that uh, you look at you look at heroes of the British Empire, they tended to go out and go native in a particular place, mm. and th- and they would uh, very few of them. Most of them naval uh, heroes got to go all over the place. Naval and military, but that I don't think that's interesting to everybody you you want to be lawrence of arabia not lawrence of half of the of the empire you want to be mm. brooks of uh, where was it uh, the white rajas sarawak um you, you you are not are, are not brooks of sarawak, of sarawak south africa uh, belize and somewhere else mm. you you want to you want to go to that one exotic place and build up your relationships with people and become part of them as well as part of the empire, I think. I, which is why oh, yeah. I, the the multi-world spanning, whether it's space or or probability you you span, is something I've tended. I something I've tended to to resist.
1: Maybe that should be our next challenge. If we do another challenge.
0: All right. Hey, 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 hey it's not so. You can't do a world jumping campaign. In a, in one in in one stabcon, I tell you. <laughs> uh, though, only the, once I've managed
1: to split myself.
0: Uh, hey, only, only th- there are there is a uh, a D and D game at um, uh, at stabcon. Yeah, John Dolman I think is part of it, which has been going on since forever. Mm-hmm. They meet every six months, and they say, "Now where were we?"
1: <laughs> and and they, they uh, to, to go, be fair, I think the individual adventures are pretty much compartmentalised, but they are all happening in the same setting with many of the same characters. Using the same yeah. setting quite loosely.
0: Yeah, they keep looking at me and saying "Machine of Love, the Mad," and I say, "Yes, that's nice." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, I, uh, I I all praise to them, but uh, uh, but it's something I have. Uh, it's something I should have started doing thirty years ago. If I was going to be doing it now, <laughs> oh well. That there is a temptation. I've, I've, even in one of my small, smaller campaigns in my, um, my brainstorm uh, game, I have at least once wiped uh, using uh, uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff, wiped out a large part of the background and, and rewritten it. And had only the player characters remember that there was ever anything different. Um, that uh, that's that's a criticism of my own um, my own stuff. Um, sometimes I, f- I I feel um, it's better to it's better to stick with what you've established and and use it until such time as you can no longer do so.
1: Or just start a
0: completely different campaign. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is something I should be do- I should be doing, and rather rather than repeating effects, I I feel the urge in me to start again with some completely new and brilliant idea which I have not yet had. <laughs> what more, is there anywhere else you would want to set and after the end?
1: Well, looking at other settings, I I think it does have to be something with where travel between places is difficult. I mean, you, you couldn't do, do Glorantha because on Glorantha you can just walk from somewhere to somewhere else.
0: Well, yeah, there, there is the whole fact that the oceans tend to kill you and, yes, you're very, very careful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose if you had a setting with islands and everybody were isolated to their own island for a bit, it could, it could work, but I can't offhand think of one. Glorantha. Well, no, they're not, they're not islands in that sense. They're, 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 great, they're great, great big multi civilization continents. Yeah, that's uh,
0: that's true, but all the islands in the middle and at the sides got isolated for uh, several hundred years, um, and that's part of the background
1: too. Okay, I, I don't know anything about them, so
0: okay. Uh, the uh, yeah, some of them are very strange, but then that's Glorantha. <laughs> I think yeah, I think uh, yeah, the re- the return of the gods or the return of the Imperium or. It's uh, it's interesting, especially if the, there are legends about the good old days that you can exploit, um, and that's a cruel thing to do to almost everybody, I think. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, well, I, I, I don't know if you ever ever played much BattleTech, but one one of the things that was distinctive about their setting, at least mm-hmm. at first, was the idea that technological progress was essentially going backwards in in some something like a post Roman empire setup yeah um you know we we used to be able to build interstellar ships we can't anymore we, we we're being quite careful with the ones we still have we you know we, we can just about still build giant robotic mm. war machines, which is obviously a priority for everybody um, but naturally but they are they are rare and precious and and having one makes your family noble. Mm. Um, that, that sort of thing. They, they they completely reversed on this later, obviously, because it wasn't sustainable in the long term. But I, as an initial idea, I think that has some appeal. Um, and that that's, yeah. that's similar to the, the, the sort of okay, things just don't work like this, but apparently they do. I was
0: going. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, another example: a recent, a bundle of holding, is Godbound, which is mm-hmm. where. I, and I, I feel a terrible temptation to use this for GURPS, but is where the, the gods have, God is either dead or retired or out of it. And humans have pillaged and destroyed the me- mechanisms that make the universe work. <laughs> and and ev- all the, the individual lands are isolated from each other. and It's desperately dangerous to go to and fro. And some people find themselves becoming infused with the leftover divine power, and they are player characters. They are the ones who have to try and pick it up and put it back to, and together and make make the thing that makes the buds come out on the trees start working again.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid that what this wants me to think of is Tom Holt style fantasy, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it could, it could be Tom Holt style, style fantasy, except for the fact that that it's even more depressing than Tom Holt. To it. <laughs> I mean, that for a for a humorist, and he's a, a very great humorist, mm-hmm. he has a, a major league misery on him, um, and yep. and, uh, and he he has a tendency to. Uh, to emphasise the fact that, uh, that once you're dead, you're dead, and there is no hope about anything. About three or four times a book, and it's, it's more <laughs> I can take, honestly. And there's not much hope before you're dead either. Well, quite. You're, you're, you're going unless you happen to be um, one of the few immortals around. You know, you're you're, uh, or you've got a good retirement plan from uh, from J. W. Wells and Company.
1: But anyway, let, let, let us move on. Uh,
0: I recommend those books, by the way. They're really oh, good. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Onwards. Welcome to another of our occasional series of interviews. We're talking to a good friend of the podcast and friend of us. Uh, Amanda Dr Bob Keir about uh, some of her adventures in publishing in this strange uh, genre that we're all in or or art form or something. Amanda hello hello, Dr Bob tell us hello you have been writing books about squaddies where did that come from?
2: Uh, Squaddies is um, the, the series of scenarios and things I've been publishing.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it's the descendant of uh, some military science fiction campaigns, which I've run for various people, which is the descendant of some military science fiction games, which I played in uh, back mm. in the 80s in Aberdeen um, uh, with a friend of mine, Alan Sim, um, when we were all very bored in the university holidays, did a kind of Vietnam War in outer space thing. Um, and that spawned many military science fiction sequels by other people in different universes, different settings. Um, so I did my own squaddies once when I moved down to Bristol. And at Racta, I've got about three, three four years' worth of campaign notes in massive lever arch files.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when you set up um, the, the, the universe for this for this series... Was it in reaction to what you've seen before? Was it in uh, trying to get things right that you thought had gone wrong before?
2: Uh, it's more, I, I like the genre and I enjoyed playing it a lot. It's one of those, I'm sure this, you've had this from a million people before, I started running the thing I wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I enjoy reading military science fiction. Um, I, I enjoy playing those sort of games and I want them to be kind of... um action movie rather than than ultra realistic yeah. but more realistic than um hacking down the hit points like you're you know chopping down the tallest tree in the forest with a with a herring uh, to quote Monty yeah. Python um i i wanted i wanted to do stuff where If you shot someone in the head with a sniper rifle, they were very, very dead. Not, they still had 70 hit points left, and you'd have to shoot them about five more times. Yeah. Mm. And I wanted to do small unit tactics um, and have everyone, uh, all the players in the military.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so didn't that, didn't the deciding to make uh, shooting people in the head, make them dead, make the player characters a little fragile?
2: It kind of depends on the system I'm, I'm using, and I've I've run score these games in a variety of systems. So when I was using uh, Blue Planet, um, sort of I started in first edition and then used a hybrid of first and second edition they have what was refer we refer to as the table of doom um where it <laughs> lovingly details which of your internal organs have been mashed to a pulp by a bullet and various you know kind of you have a punctured lung uh you have a, a, a fractured spine minus to this fall over that dead so that was a bit that was a bit lethal mm. um though the the uh, the play the There was sort of some futuristic super healing in in the setting. So people lost limbs and then had to um, go and get them regenerated quite a lot. They didn't die quite as often, but they they did a few times. Uh, When I was doing it in Cortex Plus, because it's got um, story points, it's got you kind of get out of um, jail-free things, I think we only had one fatality, and that was because another player character assassinated them. (laughs)
1: Well, the the thing I've seen... uh several games getting into recently is because of the huge advance in trauma surgery after Vietnam and basically up to the present day a lot of science fiction games are just assuming the same thing as as modern reality which is if you you survive the actual getting shot and the you know the immediate 10 seconds then if you've got medical support you're probably going to live which Uh, may take the PC out of the adventure but at least they can come back for the next one
2: uh yes I also tend to structure things so um You'll be you would be very very unlucky to manage to get killed in the first half hour of a game. <laughs> Stuff you're probably going to be doing in the first thing is is not going to be as challenging. You're going to spot the useless soldiers of the opposition have sent, and, and set up an amb- ambush and, and kill them all. Um, the, the 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 bigger fights will be towards the end of the scenario. So if someone does end up horribly mangled, um, either the downtime happens between sessions, or because I tend to run um, scenario one will be the eventually shooty bit. And then the next adventure for, for the campaign, this is, um, will be the... Dumb things that happen back at base. So the Sarge is in a wheelchair for six weeks while mm-hmm. his, you know, left leg regenerates, and it's all about the stupid things that um uh, other folk are doing on the base. The um the the, the illicit still that's round the back of the thing and so on. <laughs> um the uh, the oh, the, uh, the players invented uh, mute racing, um and <laughs> um a game called beanstalk football, uh. Because they, I've, um, I bought, I used, um, uh, Twilight Twenty Three Hundreds maps of the Beanstalk in one adventure, um, and they discovered there's a lift with three entrances to it. So they mm-hmm. invented this game of football that had three goals. That you, 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 the aim was someone had to run over and hit the lift button, and then the, someone had, you know, had to kick the football into the goal, kind of thing. <laughs> um, um, so the the. The scenarios I'm publishing are the action-adventure bits, yeah. not the stupid things that happen back up base bits because they were very much character-driven for particular players, particular characters. Yeah.
0: You called it Squaddies, which is a very British army, uh, turn of phrase, and a Brit- very uh, other-ranks-focused... Uh, I mean, is that deliberate? Do you make, do, do you make your future army... British in the way that um, most
2: tend to make them American? Um, Yeah, uh, uh, Ellen's original campaign, because it was the Vietnam War in outer space, uh, was called Grunts. Um, So uh, mine is, I'm using British rank structures uh, and so on. So um, I think I called the first one Grunts, but uh, later ones became Squadies. It just seemed easier to do. And are the officers um,
0: are the officers out of it, or in the background, or player characters, or what?
2: Um, most, because uh, I've I've run it for different groups at, at different times, and usually the platoon lieutenant, um, the uh, there'll be a sergeant and uh, and everyone else is um, a private, maybe the occasional corporal or lance corporal. The like the first uh, campaigns i got the guy that volunteered to be the officer uh was in the officer cadets um so had great fun doing a parody of some real world officer he knew mm-hmm. um and then i had another uh, another one where the uh, the person that was playing the officer had, had had been in the army for a while and was no longer um and would be all officerly and, and, and shouty when they were being stupid um, and then would say sergeant sort it out and leave the poor guys doing the sergeant <laughs> to uh, um, to I sort it that's out. The, proof um, the guy playing the sergeant then uh, was uh, went off to join the navy. Um, and then the folk playing all the other ranks uh, were just uh, were regular players who didn't want to to have any positions of responsibility. And often some guys went out of their way to make uh, you know to do stupid things and and play up the uh, the, um, the 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 ridiculous. Uh, uh um, yeah, and in some uh, when I was doing Blue Planet, I did let them take advantages and disadvantages. So we had people who, you know, secretly had drug dealers after them and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, so some of that I've captured in the scenarios that are on drive through um, by giving them, but giving NPCs um, who have little bios of a sentence or two. Um, and can can most of them can be described as a fecking liability, um, but that's what plot fodder comes from.
0: Yeah. Um, so structuring your um, action adventure um, games, how, how do you, where do you start from? Um, what's the focus and the and the 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 narrative grab of one of your uh, one of your military scenarios?
2: Because I've got these three, four lever arch files of notes, uh, the first thing I did when I decided I would self-publish some of them was went through all of those and reread them and and stuck sticky post-its on the ones that I thought would work as standalone adventures. Um, Quite a few of them, I know they work as that because um, I've I've run them at conventions um, uh, over the years. Um, So I was looking for the ones that... um, someone could just grab and, and play they didn't necessarily have to have you know done 27 scenarios before it um, so in theory I think you can do most of them in any order you fancy there's a couple where uh, there's there's a there's a paired couple where one is the sequel to another but, but most of them aren't um, so I'm looking for something that um, the 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 small unit tactics thing—it's quite often the group are off sent off on their own to do something, or they have accidentally ended up um, on their own and have to sort of get themselves out of a mess. Like the very first one was um, drop ship down. It, it's their, they've crashed somewhere and you're getting chased by the enemy. Um, so that because that's easier to, to to write stuff about, you know, sending the equivalent of the SAS to sneak in somewhere and and find stuff out or nick stuff or blow stuff up um, is easier than, you know, um, you are just six people taking part in the Battle of the Soul. Um That's kind of not going to work, really. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, they, it tends to tend tend towards more sort of special forcesy stuff. Or um, you've been sent to somewhere out of the way to guard this thing. Oh, dear, the bad guys have turned up.
0: Yeah. Is your future warfare have huge land battles or is it mostly fought in space and in these little special operations gigs
2: Uh, the conceit is I'm I'm kind of uh, partly inspired by CJ Cherry's um, uh, alliance um, universe Um, so there are big battles happening in space but because the player characters are, are the army rather than the the, the the space navy um they don't really see much of that unless they're on a ship traveling from planet A to planet B um and then i've added in that that there's um Biosphere worlds, worlds like Earth that have a whole ecosystem and lots of plants and animals, and a and you can wander around with your, you know, without a space suit and breathe the air and so on and so forth, are quite rare. So there's not very many of them, and they're worth fighting for every square meter of, rather than um um you know mass driving them into oblivion because that's the stuff uh you you want to have at the end of it. You don't want a a, a you know slightly gluing in the dark pile of rubble floating through space um therefore actually invading the planet and and you know landing tanks and storming beaches type of thing um is is going to be the way the the the, the land war is fought so to speak with the proviso that i put in that um the populations aren't very large on any of the planets because the yeah. future history is only a few centuries, and I do not think that people will suddenly have start having families of twelve children, um, yeah, just just to get the population up. So it's you know some of them are it's the size of Earth. But it's only got the population that Earth did, um, you know, when the Roman Empire was on the go—not seven billion people. I
0: think you should be so lucky as to have a a population the size of the Roman
1: Empire. It's the size of Earth of the population of Milton Keynes.
0: (sighs) Ugh, a horrible thought. So, having run these campaigns, what decided you to publish?
2: I. Uh, as well as your erudite and entertaining um, uh, uh, own podcast, I also listen to some others, and I, I regularly listen to what did what what would the smart party do with um, uh, Baz and Gaz, and they were uh, they have a few times um, um, moaned that while there are many kind of. Um, uh, linked series of adventures or campaign settings for fantasy or for Cthulhu or whatever. There aren't any for um, science fiction, and I looked at the many, many shelves with many, many game notes and went, hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and went, I could do that then. Um, and uh, so I, I, I kind of started my hand at it, and then, um. The job I'd worked at for twenty three years um, and was no longer enjoying went uh, redundancy. If you go away, we'll give you a huge amount of pay. And went ooh right. Um, so I, I I had a a period of of unemployment where I could just sit at home and write gaming stuff <laughs> for a few months. Yay. I, I know I'm not supposed to have enjoyed my unemployment quite as much as that, but, you know... All oh, right, I, I did like my best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what was the hard bit?
2: Uh, the hard bit for me is because I, 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 my enthusiasm waxes and wanes, so I will get all thosed and write a big chunk and draw some maps and then go, I oh, can't be arsed, for, um, you know, weeks to... to, to, to to sometimes months if it's or or get get um, distracted into doing something else um so getting things finished is, is is the hard bit i mean at the moment i've got a half written squaddy scenario a half written maps thing where i'm just going to publish the maps with some story seeds not an actual um uh, adventure and 37,000 words of a thing about um, designing aliens for games, <laughs> um, and none of which are are, are getting finished, because I keep getting distracted by the others. It's
1: been said, it's been said that, said every, that every, gamer every gamer is a writer, is but not every gamer, every gamer is an artist. Is an artist. So and how do how you go you about, about illustrations, covers, covers, covers that sort of thing? The thing.
2: For the, the setting book, so to speak, for squaddies on, on drive Through. Um, i was involved on the i was on the committee for Bristolcon Bristol Science Fiction Convention for a few years and um I, I, we've got a BSFA award winning artist Andy Bigwood was also on the committee mm-hmm. so Andy very kindly agreed to do me a cover for mates rates so that one's got a, a, a cover by a professional um artist um for covers for the others um and interior maps And interior drawings, I've been doing them myself, um, and teaching basically teaching myself. I've always used Corel Draw for stuff, but teaching myself um, more and more advanced techniques. So I'm now kind of Mm -hmm. um, can do things with uh, lots and lots of layers, (laughs) um, and make you know do things with contour lines and all sorts of stuff. Uh, The other thing is, I want topographic maps because when I've run these games quite often I'm using real-world topographic maps. So I've got um, uh, real-world maps of the New Zealand Alps or the Namibian Desert or um, bits of Iceland and Greenland. Um, And I, I want that feel to it, that it's got contour lines and grid lines and little symbols for the post office and the railway station, like an ordnance survey map. I don't want a kind of fantasy map with, um, you know, uh, uh, lovely drawings of trees, but um, no actual contours. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, uh, a contour map is a, is a soldier's tool and, uh, and you need that for the, for the right field. Yeah,
2: yeah. I can also like one of my maps has got um, when you are east of this line, you can call upon the artillery support written on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you get? Uh, do you run into? Um, uh, uh, I should. Uh, I'm not sure. I should ask this. Do you do you run into copyright problems using other people's maps?
2: Oh no, I've, i I don't use other people's maps in the drive through RPG things. Everything, all the maps on those, I've drawn myself. They may be inspired by Greenland because they've, they've got like glaciers and fjords on them, but they're not actual duplications of a, of a, of a real world map. I just, when I originally ran a lot of these adventures, I I went to Stanford's and bought maps. You know, I've got a tactical piloted chart of the, um, the skeleton coast in Namibia, uh, which my players have, 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 you know, bombed and shot their way across Um so I need to do maps that um, you know uh, are, are versions of that, um, uh, and plus you know uh, plans of buildings and uh, and the and the usual space stations. I've, I've done space station a space station with spin gravity. God, <laughs> yeah. I found I tried for ages when I was running that one to find a space station with a, a spin gravity somewhere on the interwebs um uh when I was running those originally and couldn't so i drew them by hand back in the day and now I've got um you know electronic uh versions of that Hmm.
1: so is is it um what what, what's your rough production flow let's assume you you've got a first draft and you've got some illustrations is that yeah roughly the the time split is it just a dump from the word processor to pdf or to get more involved
2: uh, but, uh sorry, Roger, I'm not quite sure what you mean because my well, my workflow is very iterative. Yeah, uh, I can't say that word.
1: Um, the the process by which you're going from, um, I I have I have a manuscript and a bunch of illustrations to I have a PDF ready to upload.
2: Uh, okay, so um, quite the way down the line then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if I've got a finished draft of the of the text and um, finished versions of the maps, uh, the next stage is to send them out to um, uh, people like the uh, the lovely Roger himself um, to ask them to. Proofread them and see if they can spot any flaws in the in the scenario structure and so on.
1: Argue with you endlessly about how the spin gravity docking should work. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Lots of diagrams going backwards and forwards between you, me, and, and James about physics equations of 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 um, things into the sides of space stations. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was
0: alarmed to notice that the that the ram attack has returned in your in your future <laughs> in your future war. I mean. I mean, it was it was old fashioned in the time of Socrates, you know.
2: I I, I cannot uh, credit uh, inventing that. It, 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 uh, J- my friend James Norton uh, invented that because I was chatting to him about um, um, docking at a space station, you know, while there's a battle going on and you really don't want to get shot down, but you need to decelerate and 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 make the dock. And 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 James said, or you could just crash into it. <laughs> that'll decelerate you really fast and, and started um, scribbling some equations and doing calculations on a scrap bit of paper, you know, you're going, okay. Yeah. So when I've got um, uh, a, a, a finished version of uh, Word, it's gone out to proofreaders and so on. And while I'm waiting for them, I'm probably doing the final formatting in terms of, Um, I tend to when I'm writing it to start with I'm writing in a teeny tiny font that only I like (laughs) Um, um, so it'll go out to the proofreaders in a in a more sensible sized font of not sending you blind Um, and I will be reformatting to um, to see how you know to to get chapter breaks in sensible places and so on and so forth Um, I don't do the two columns thing because that drives me bonkers when i'm um reading stuff on p d f s constantly having to scroll down to bottom one column back up to the top of the screen scroll back down again so mm-hmm. it's um it's done um uh, just as a, a a single a single column of text um I'll also be tweaking any maps um to um you know prettify them and things and I'll get feedback on both and then um uh once everything's done, the maps get put into Word, um, as as inserted pictures, and then everything gets exported to PDF. Right. Because that's the that's the format that drive through RPG works best with.
1: So you're not using any special publishing tools or anything like this, it's just it's the straight WordPress export.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm not doing anything particularly yeah. fancy with it. All I mean I've um Words can um cope with text boxes and Um, make an index and uh, not an index, a table of contents. It can make an index. That's more hard work. Um, uh, And um, a a word can also do the pages one to three or in um, landscape format, then pages four to six Mm -hmm. or in portrait format. Then you're back to landscape, then portrait, which is fine for what I'm doing when I want the the tables um, uh, in landscape rather than portrait or whatever. Um I'm I'm not doing anything particularly um the the most of the images that are going in take up a whole page. Yeah. Uh, occasionally they might be smaller ones that take up half a page, but I'm not trying to have layers of artwork and I'm not doing backgrounds with that the, the text is o- overlaying or anything. I'm not being fancy, it's all Thank it's you. all fairly basic. <laughs> <laughs> printer friendly. Printer friendly. Eyeball um, friendly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So are you happy with what you've produced? Or are you yes.
2: <laughs> Uh I'd like to have produced more, uh but I'm lazy, so I haven't.
0: Okay. That's my excuse too. Um are you going to try to do something else um uh, having done squadies? Uh do you have other projects that you want to take to publication?
2: Uh yeah, I've enjoyed doing the maps for squadies quite a lot. Um, so that I've started drawing the the, um, topographical contour maps for other things that i have doing. Like I've done one for the surface of Ganymede for an expanse scenario that I wrote. Um, um, So I thought I might actually just do maps um, with, you know, here's a map and a story seed rather than a full adventure, Um, partly for practical reasons in that the expanse universe doesn't belong to me. Um, mm-hmm. And partly because I'm just enjoying the map. So I'll, I'll, I have a list of potential maps that I can do um, at some point. Um,
0: Doctor Bob's so, guides to the galaxy. Uh,
2: kind of, yeah. It's sort of going to be. Um, here's some t- terrain maps for different planets. So the first one will be a, a you know a cryovolcanic moon, which uh, you know it's Ganymede or or Callisto with the serial numbers filed off, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got um because I trained as a a a, a, um, a zoologist way back in the day and I worked for the BBC Natural History Unit for twenty three years. Um uh I have an enormous brain full of pointless facts about biology, uh, mm-hmm. and animal behaviour and ecology and evolution. Um so I'm I'm I've I've written chunks of those down to do a kind of um make your aliens interesting sort of guide. Um, So a kind of guide to uh, rules of evolution and um, uh, trends and weird behaviours and things, um, you know, uh, so that people... Okay. There'll, there'll be tables in it with you know numbers so that you can roll a random number and decide how many uh, um, how many sexes there are and and uh, <coughs> what sort of um, uh, feeding patterns you've got kind of thing. But also examples from the real world and just to prove that that a humans are not the you know your aliens should not be people in furry suits. Um, but it's because,
0: so cheap to do people in furry suits.
2: Because a humans are weird. Uh, and b animals don't behave the way that you think they do in a lot of cases um yeah. so um so i've got i've i've got thirty seven thousand words of that written uh but it 's mostly just in note form and actually needs me to um coherently organize it into um hey. uh, uh so that that'll come out at some point um i've have to do an awful lot of diagrams for that things like food chains and how mechanical advantage works in limbs and stuff like this. Hey. It's also it it, it it is as well as going. Here are some interesting things to make your aliens, um, you know, uh, work better if you really want them to be territorial or you really want them to be um uh, po- uh po- polygamous in the animal sense, not in the human sense, and so on. Uh, it's go- it's me going to be have me ranting at bits like going gravity. You keep getting it wrong. Bad <laughs> science fiction writers. Bad games writers. Biology doesn't interact with gravity the way you think it does.
0: Um, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I've never thought about it before, other than trying to get out of bed in the morning.
1: Well, it is. It is a cliche to have the willowy low gravity people and the dwarfy high gravity people.
2: Yeah, the the dwarfy high gravity people. I agree with. But you know, ninety-five percent the willowy, low-gravity people—rubbish, bollocks. <laughs> why, why would biology waste, uh, you know, waste time making long, 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 long bones when it could save all that calcium and phosphate for something more useful?
1: <laughs> and the last thing that was on my list is uh, how do you go about letting people know this stuff exists? I mean, you look on through G. There's an awful lot of stuff
2: yeah to a certain extent I'm just happy for people to accidentally discover it um i i've when I go to cons i have i've run games of it at at, at conventions um some like StabCon, because I've been running scoreys games for you know must be over a decade now so I just kind of add another one now and then other cons where i am i i i've I've run like you know maybe one game at, at those cons i drop flyers around and things like this um and um, I mentioned it on podcasts like yours. I think actually this is the first. Actually, no, we. I think I mentioned it last time. it was on your podcast, didn't I? Uh, yeah, that,
1: that, um, that, that was forty some episodes. Again, everybody's forgotten yeah,
2: about it by now. Um, but I am I am very grounded in the in the reality of. I used to work in television. We used to measure our viewing figures in the millions. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, nothing I do on Drive Through RPG <laughs> is ever going to match that. So. It's a hobby. It's something to keep me entertained. if It entertains some other people and earns me some pocket money. And yeah. um, you know, I've I've earned enough to 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 um, uh, pay for um, the cover, uh, the art that Andy did, and pay for the flyers that I've scattered around at cons, and and probably buy a few pints at cons and so on. Um, I'm I'm not going to be retiring to the Bahamas to 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 sip pina coladas anytime soon on uh, what I'm earning from it.
1: Most, most of the full-time role-playing game writers I know have uh, wives who earn a lot of money or things of that sort. So,
0: Well, thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of your projects. Uh, Dr. Bob.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: If you'd like to tell us about the worlds that you'd like to write or the worlds you feel like
1: destroying then you can contact us at uh, leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekeli.ly and we'll be popping out of our little
0: monastic cells again in a month's time and seeing
1: what's going on
0: keep safe until then